This is the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, November 27th, 2022. Subject, Ancient and Modern Necromancy, Alias Mesmerism and Hypnotism Denounced. Golden Text, Isaiah. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? Responsive Reading Isaiah Now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book, that it may be for the time to come, for ever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, Prophesy not unto us right things, Speak unto us smooth things, Prophesy deceits, Get you out of the way, Turn aside out of the path, Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Wherefore, Thus saith the Holy One of Israel, Because ye despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. The Bible Proverbs There is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. 1 Corinthians For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Nehemiah The words of Nehemiah the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart 
Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live for ever. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favour in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king granted me, according to the good hand of my God upon me. When Sanballat the Horonite, and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up, and that the breaches began to be stopped. Then they were very wroth, and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem, and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God, and set a watch against them day and night because of them. They which builded on the wall, and they that bear burdens with those that laded, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. Now it came to pass, when Sanballat and Tobiah and Gisham the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall, and that there was no breach left therein, that Sanballat and Gisham sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. Then sent Sanballat his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, 
It is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel. For which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king, according to these words. Come now therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. Afterward I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabeel, who was shut up, and he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. And I said, Should such a man as I flee? And who is there that, being as I am, would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me. For Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him, So the wall was finished in the twenty-and-fifth day of the month of Elul, in fifty-and-two days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. First John Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Luke Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily, I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth, and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Ephesians Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armour of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian Scientists Be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. Mesmerism, or animal magnetism, was first brought into notice by Mesmer in Germany in 1775. According to the American Cyclopedia, He regarded this so-called force, which he said could be exerted by one living organism over another, as a means of alleviating disease. His propositions were as follows. There exists a mutual influence between the celestial bodies, the earth, and animated things. Animal bodies are susceptible to the influence of this agent, disseminating itself through the substance of the nerves. In 1784, the French government ordered the medical faculty of Paris to investigate Mesmer's theory and to report upon it. Under this order, a commission was appointed and Benjamin Franklin was one of the commissioners. This commission reported to the government as follows. In regard to the existence and utility of animal magnetism, we have come to the unanimous conclusions that there is no proof of the existence of the animal magnetic fluid that the violent effects which are observed in the public practice of magnetism are due to manipulations or to the excitement of the imagination and the impressions made upon the senses, and that there is one more fact to be recorded in the history of the errors of the human mind and an important experiment upon the power of the imagination. The author's own observations of the workings of animal magnetism convince her that it is not a remedial agent, and that its effects upon those who practice it, and upon their subjects who do not resist it, lead to moral and to physical death.
Animal magnetism has no scientific foundation. For God governs all that is real, harmonious and eternal. And his power is neither animal nor human. Its basis being a belief, and this belief animal, in science, animal magnetism, mesmerism, or hypnotism, is a mere negation, possessing neither intelligence, power, nor reality. And in sense, it is an unreal concept of the so-called mortal mind. As named in Christian science, animal magnetism or hypnotism is the specific term for error or mortal mind. It is the false belief that mind is in matter and is both evil and good, that evil is as real as good and more powerful. This belief has not one quality of truth. It is either ignorant or malicious. The malicious form of hypnotism ultimates in moral idiocy. The truths of immortal mind sustain man, and they annihilate the fables of mortal mind, whose flimsy and gaudy pretensions, like silly moths, singe their own wings and fall into dust. Every Christian scientist, every conscientious teacher of the science of mind healing, knows that human will is not Christian science. And he must recognize this in order to defend himself from the influence of human will. Resisting evil, you overcome it and prove its nothingness. Not human platitudes, but divine beatitudes, reflect the spiritual light and might which heal the sick. The exercise of will brings on a hypnotic state, detrimental to health and integrity of thought. This must therefore be watched and guarded against. Covering iniquity will prevent prosperity and the ultimate triumph of any cause. Ignorance of the error to be eradicated oftentimes subjects you to its abuse. The heavenly law is broken by trespassing upon man's individual right of self-government. We have no authority in Christian science and no moral right to attempt to influence the thoughts of others, except it be to benefit them. In mental practice, you must not forget that erring human opinions, conflicting selfish motives, 
and ignorant attempts to do good may render you incapable of knowing or judging accurately the need of your fellow men. Therefore, the rule is, heal the sick when called upon for aid, and save the victims of the mental assassins. Ignorance, subtlety, or false charity does not forever conceal error. Evil will in time disclose and punish itself. The recuperative action of the system, when mentally sustained by truth, goes on naturally. The mild forms of animal magnetism are disappearing and its aggressive features are coming to the front. The looms of crime, hidden in the dark recesses of mortal thought, are every hour weaving webs more complicated and subtle. So secret are the present methods of animal magnetism that they ensnare the age into indolence and produce the very apathy on the subject which the criminal desires. The following is an extract from the Boston Herald. Mesmerism is a problem not lending itself to an easy explanation and development. It implies the exercise of despotic control and is much more likely to be abused by its possessor than otherwise employed for the individual or society. Mankind must learn that evil is not power. Its so-called despotism is but a phase of nothingness. Christian science despoils the kingdom of evil and pre-eminently promotes affection and virtue in families and therefore in the community. The prophet of today beholds in the mental horizon the signs of these times, the reappearance of the Christianity which heals the sick and destroys error, and no other sign shall be given. Beyond the frail premises of human beliefs, above the loosening grasp of creeds, the demonstration of Christian mind-healing stands a revealed and practical science. It is imperious throughout all ages as Christ's revelation of truth, of life, and of love, which remains inviolate for every man to understand and to practice. The calm, strong currents of true spirituality, the manifestations of which are health, purity, and self-immolation, 
must deepen human experience until the beliefs of material existence are seen to be a bold imposition and sin, disease and death give everlasting place to the scientific demonstration of divine spirit and to God's spiritual perfect man. And now I'll read The Three Daily Duties as given by Mary Baker Eddy in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day. Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from science and health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson is prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, 1910 edition, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.